We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking Tigers. We're talking about the Palazzo podcast. We're going to be talking about the start to the season, low run scoring environment and more with my energetic uh, friend, Michael Govier, joining us right after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Just uh, tweeting out the link here so people can join us. Hopefully, uh, you guys can jump in the live stream here. I'm Jeff Erickson. I'm here with Michael Govier uh, from the Palazzo Podcast with the great background there. I love that, Michael. That's, is that new? I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen that one before. Yeah, I updated a little bit here. We brought down some of the tone. Yellow was a little too bright, so we softened it to more of a maze. And, of course, okay. I went well, to yeah, Michigan, so, yeah. Can't help myself. <laughs> My mom went to Michigan. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah, that's right. You know, She's we have not done this show together. We did the football show together, but I did it yeah. with Scott Jenstad. So I've been on the show once, but this is our right. first time being on the show together. That's right. We did. You did football with me. Uh, but yeah, my mom's from Detroit, went to Cody High School. Uh, went right. to Michigan, so uh, she's a full-on Detroiter and Michigander there. So I, I had a lot of summers where I drove up from Indianapolis to Michigan and Detroit and all that. So good stuff. Um, this is a Detroit-centric podcast. It was Mickey Day. We thought it was going to be Mickey Day. It wasn't. Got intentionally <clears throat> walked in the eighth inning. Wah, wah, wah. But I actually understood. It made sense at the time. Lefty on the mound, second and third. Uh, hey, don't bl- blame Candelario for uh, grounding in the double play right before that. There, if 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 he gets a hit, if they already get the two two nothing, three nothing lead. If it's not a one nothing game, I get it. Uh, yeah. then, then you pitch to him. But the circumstances kind of dictated that. Yeah, you know, you really think it was the decision of Boone to do that, or I mean, I, Boone's going to make all the calls. He's the manager. I get that, but I wonder who actually made the call on the Yankee side. I know they want to win the game. It's a tight game too. It's one to nothing at that point before mm-hmm. Meadows opened it up with a two-run double, which was fantastic. So it, I get it. It just seemed like the last at bat prior, though, with Jordan Montgomery, he didn't really challenge Miggy either. I found that to be more offensive because there was a lot of change-ups and breaking balls. He didn't really challenge him until that last fastball, which was up, and Miggy just kind of half-whiffed at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he, no one wants to give it give up a milestone hit, I don't think. Uh, I, I, you don't want to be the – you know, you don't want to go full Eric Shaw and sit on the mound while they do a <laughs> ceremony, but uh, – <laughs> 
the same time, you know, no one really wants to be there. Steve Traxel sulking after um, McGuire hits his thing. So have you, you know, yeah. you're going tomorrow night. That's, that's, I am. So you benefit from this. I, I'm so excited for you. I hope it happens. Me too. I took a shot in the dark. I had tickets offered to me. Uh, shout out to Dave Chauvin, some other guys who are local here, also play at NFBC. They're big time fantasy baseball dudes themselves. And uh, I passed it up because I had a lot of things going on today. And now I lucked out. I guess it was a prescient decision because I'm definitely hoping it. it's Friday night. Beautiful evening. It's going to be in the 80s here this weekend, wow. Jeff. So we're, we're looking at ridiculous weather for late April. Springtime has come to Detroit. I like it. After starting the week with snow. I mean, it, it, that, that's, you know, that, that, that was Monday. Yeah. You know what? It I was. used to live in Chicago and I, I remember April being the, the wide spectrum of weather and Detroit. It's got to be even worse. Same with Minneapolis. And, you know, you, you get that tease in March. You get that. I, I talk about this all the time. You get those two days where it's 55 or 60. You're like, all right, spring's coming. Break out the shorts. And then you get like 30 days of clouds. No sun. It's 30, 20 slush everywhere mm. just it's the worst so happy for you get that and i have never been to a milestone game um me neither I've, been, I've seen some feats but i've never been to like a career <laughs> milestone sort of game i, I was at a the feet okay well, that's interesting fernando tetti seniors two grand slams in one inning game i was there oh wow that is a feat <laughs> yeah i've seen things like that i haven't been to no hitter though either uh, I've been uh, plenty of games, but uh, nothing for me other than the last game at Tiger Stadium. But that was more of like a closing ceremony. It sure. was not a sure. You could call it a milestone, but I wouldn't call it a milestone. So, yeah, uh, but uh, I'm, that would be amazing to be there. See the 3000 hit ceremony. That would be awesome. I think what if this drags in? What if he doesn't? What if he goes over the whole weekend and then they hit the road again and he does it on the road? Will they sit him and like give him some time off? Because I mean, truth be told, Jeff, once he gets this 3000th hit. I'm going to be really curious to see how often he plays because I mean, all respect to the world to Miguel Cabrera, a legend, a hall of famer, no doubt mm -hmm. about it, but uh, they're moving in a new direction. And he already did the ceremonial handing of the glove to Spencer Torkelson in spring that training cool. for first base. Yeah. So I'm going to be really curious to see how often he actually plays because I mean, he's just not a good player anymore. Frankly, he's an average, he's not even an average player really. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you, you know, he, we were hoping maybe he had the, the the dead cat bounce that Joey Votto had last year, um, and instead it was Votto that did it, not him. And now Votto yeah. needs to do it again. But uh, oh, he will. Just wait to the second half, right? Right. We can. Yeah. Poor Votto. I feel bad for him just because I'm a Reds fan, and I feel is bad Votto for a Hall of Famer? Do you think he is? Because I don't. His numbers don't quite get there, but he had some really great peak years. I, he needs two more years like this last one. Mm -hmm. And I think if he yep. gets that, then it, then I think that conversation's a lot easier to have. Uh, I'm predisposed. He's my favorite current player. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 you're probably right. He probably is not right now. So we'll he see. He probably gets in. I think he yeah. still gets in because he seems like a Hall of Famer. It's strange. It's a strange time and the world's changing and hits don't matter as much. Hey, Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame now. So if Harold yeah, Baines is in, our Joey Votto should be in. we got other issues. We just need to get like... <laughs> Ex Reds managers in the Veterans Committee and we'll be fine. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah grease it in, grease it in. I feel bad for Baines in a way. Well, I don't. He's fine. He's happy to be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. But you He's know, thrilled. everybody knows it's the old boys' network that got him in. Uh, but and meanwhile, looking at you, Tony Larusa. Right, looking at you, buddy. Tony Larusa, the same guy that batted Larry Garcia third today. Some for some reason. And, uh, uh, 
He just can't endear himself to the public in any way, can he? <laughs> right? No, it's short of winning the World Series, I think it's going to be very difficult. The thing is, he does like save puppies and things like that. He does do some good things. Uh, yeah. You know, he's always been an animal rights guy, uh, so I'll give him he that. He was he handled when uh, Daryl Kyle passed away. I, yeah. I watched a documentary about that. He was uh, he was a rock for that team. He's not a I mean, he's not a bad guy. Just I think he gives this image that he's rough and gruff, but underneath it all inside the clubhouse i think people really respect him and like him even even the bigger gap that now he's getting close to 80 with the younger players i think they like him in a way well i'm friends with two formerly former major league baseball players one of which played for him and loves him didn't love him at the time ah. but now speaks very highly of him it's like there you yeah go. he had my best interest at heart even though if i didn't realize it when i was a rookie coming up so uh you know that that's Brendan Ryan, by the way. I, it's no state secret. I'm not like trying to hide it. But former major league uh, player, utility guy, basically, briefly had a run as a starting shortstop, best defensive player I've ever seen in person. I play softball with him, believe it or not. Still, big but, game tonight. Yeah, big game, big game indeed. Uh, but he, he he talks highly of uh, Tony, so I think that's cool. Uh, some other things we would talk about the, the surrounding the Tigers of Michael Pineda made, made his debut of the 2020 te- debut. He was not a pinata. He was the opposite of that. Hey, Bailey even had a pin prick, uh, you know, looked pretty good out there. Now, not getting too many strikeouts, but you know, the Yankees are can't get out of their own way at the plate right now. Yeah. Joey Gallo's a ticking clock that is winding down. I, I don't have any shares of Gallo. Not nope. that I'm, I don't pick them all. I don't get them all right, but I don't ever see the value at this point with him. So I avoided him everywhere, and I'm not surprised by his start. But Michael Pineda, very exciting start here. I mean, he, Big Mike, came out there, and he'd been delayed with visa issues and other stuff, and he finally shows up, and he pitched pretty good. You know, 32% CSW, 32% whiff rate. That's a pretty even number there. That's that's rock solid. It's not elite, but it shows me that he was fooling them enough. And the Yankees are a patient group. So if he can get the swings and misses, then that's going to be a big boost to that staff. So I'm all in Pineda right now in terms of 15 teamers or deeper. Absolutely should be rostered. Uh, 12 teamers, I'm still going to wait a little bit to see. Had him active in one of my two main event leagues. So uh, that nice. I, was, I was very happy with the result of that came at a perfect time for the Tigers too, with uh, both Mize and Manning hurt. Couldn't have been a more perfect timing for them. Yeah. Manning. I wasn't, I was a huge Matt Manning fan two years ago. I thought sure. he was the best of the three between him, Scooble and Mize. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's going to be the dude. His father was Rich Manning, an NBA player that, or was his uncle. I think it was his uncle. And there's a lot of athletic prowess and he's a big dude. I thought he'd be imposing, but he cannot strike guys out. And that's the same problem for Casey Mize. And locally here, as much as we can gather from all the insiders around here, Casey Mize's elbow sprain is it's not season ending, but it's not good either. So is, is it going to heal? Are they going to keep him out for six weeks to two months? I would be dropping Mize. I'm, I'm very dubious of Mize. That's my opinion here. And Manning, forget about it. He just doesn't strike out guys enough. And until he shows otherwise, I got other guys I'll be interested in rostering. I agree. And I was going to ask you if he's a cut. Mize was a cut. I'd say for sure in a 12 and even... It's hard to even roster, you know, roster on your active roster in a 12 anyhow because the strikeouts haven't been there. It's kind of a, it's a projection to think that he could get the strikeouts. So you're thinking about the pedigree, you're thinking about maybe the stuff's there, but it hasn't. You haven't seen the strikeouts yet, so he was kind of borderline startable anyhow. So I agree, yeah. it's a cut. So it goes. Bad face. Yeah. There's other and there, there's other out there, and uh, certainly with Manning, I agree as well. Uh, a couple other uh, Tigers notes I wanted to talk about from this one here. 
Gregory Soto came up huge in this game. Uh, got that out and they uh, got the, got the play. Uh, the, they got out of the jam in the eighth and got the last three outs in the ninth. He's the closer. There was there was some concern about him being the guy. They named him as the closer, but like, oh, it's Gregory Soto walks everybody. Uh, he's good. He looks like he's uh, he's locked in now. Nobody commands more respect than uh, Vlad Sedler, the legend, the Roto God himself. I love Vlad. Huge fan of yeah. Vlad. Good friend of mine. Well, a decent friend. I don't want to say that I'm, you know. I'm that cool. I'm not that cool. But uh, he was actually off Soto, and it kind of freaked me out a bit. I was wondering why it was, because locally it seemed like Soto had all the makings to put it together this year as the closer. And I know Michael Fulmer has lurked there, and he's going to be a free agent after this season. So people thought, hey, we're going to get the best of Michael Fulmer, and Michael Fulmer's velocity is up. That's promising. But right now, what I learned about A.J. Hinch, at least from the local writers and what you can gather here, is that He's very direct on who has a role and when they're going to pitch and when they're not. God bless Tyler Alexander, yeah. when Pineda had his issues, he told Tyler Alexander straight up, like, okay, right now we're going to use you, but when Pineda gets here, you know, you're moving back, and that's just how it is. So he doesn't, he doesn't cause any issues in the clubhouse, I think, and I think that's a real positive, and it gives a bit of confidence to a guy like Soto. So he's a two-pitch guy. It's not complicated, but he throws gas. He had a max velo of 100 today. That's, that's what he does. And if he can fool him with the one breaker, then uh, he's going to get a lot of saves this year. But, you know, Fulmer will be in the mix, just like every closer position outside of Josh Hader. You know, it's going to be tough to find one dude who's dominating the pen all season long. Soto will be the guy, but Fulmer will mix in, you know, a save here and there. Yeah, uh, Michael Fulmer, the most picked up and dropped player in the NFBC last year. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman, <laughs> according to Jeff Zimmerman, uh, really? I, I was part of that. Uh, remember, <laughs> he was a starter, then he got hurt. It's a starter again, and he was good. Then he was, eh, just okay, we're going to move in the bullpen. He's going to close. Okay, pick him up yep. again. Uh, he's not closing. We're going to drop him. Oh, we're going to pick him up again. You know, just, oh, my God. I'm just going up and down, up and down with him. I was uh, on that wagon. I was on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. I admit it freely. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so uh, one last Tiger thing. Austin Meadows got the double today. He's doing fine. He's hitting for average, but he's not hitting for power. He's doing like the opposite of what we expected from him where he'd hit for power and you know maybe take some walks but you know he'd hit for like 220 no he's hitting three something but no power so far yeah when Austin Meadows got picked up right before the season started I was jumping for joy I was so jacked up it was a big moment because the Tigers just haven't made a lot of moves like that and that seemed like a good trade and everybody thinks the Rays are always swindling teams but if you start to look at a last few of their trades they're not exactly swindling people the Blake Snell trade I wouldn't exactly say that they won that one yet at all for example so when Austin Meadows showed up here I was expecting a guy who would hopefully hit for a 270 or better average but I thought he would take advantage of the gaps and mm -hmm. with him being a lefty you know it's harder to help home runs to right field than it is in left field. Left field is quite easy if you look at historically at Comerica Park. You can yep. really take advantage of the left field area, but it's tougher as a lefty to be a 30 home run guy. So I was expecting a power reduction, but an improvement in doubles and triples through the gaps this season. So uh, I'm, I'm still, still optimistic that the power will be there. But if you thought he was going to hit 30, 25, 30, you might want to pull that back down to 20. I think you do that with almost everybody uh, right now. You, yeah. you pull back a little bit. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, mm -hmm. but before we do that, uh, our first of a couple of reads here, 
uh, brought to you by our folks at Better Edge. Bet against others with no fees involved. That's right. No pesky hidden fees to ruin your day. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace where there's no fee on each transaction. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace, and chances are it's legal in your state. We bring betting back to its social roots where you can like, comment, and challenge other users all within the app. Play without getting played at Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to sign up today. Thanks to Better Edge for their sponsorship. All right. Couple of guys, uh, I'm going to talk about just not a couple of guys, but I want to talk about you. Met, we mentioned Meadows, talked about dialing back power projections. We're dialing everybody back right now. Uh, the ball is not flying as far. This is this caught everybody's attention. Jason Collette was on it last week in uh, Collette Calls on Rotowire. You know, Joe Sheehan wrote about it. Jeff Passan's writing about it now. Everybody's paying attention to it. Teams are hitting 230 as a whole across baseball. There's 0.90 home runs per uh, team per game. It, used, it was 1.22 last year huge drop it's affecting all of us right now it sure is but you remember last april too the average was just as bad i mean they, people were freaking out about the batting average across the league in the early part of the season it was i think it was actually a little bit higher than this year on 236 ish and what when the month ended we still got to finish april here but yep yeah it is clear to me that the power has changed. The ball has changed. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist here. I'm not trying to rattle the cages unnecessarily, but who knows what version we're dealing with now. Something's been changed here because the ball is always the culprit and we never get a clear answer from MLB. So it's confusing and I'm always suspect of it. I I read the article last year, which was put out. I think it was a, was it Forbes? Uh, it was a big article about the ball and how there's confusion about what it is. And there's people keeping track of guys like your uh, favorite, Hunter Green. I posted yep. this in my Fantrax article, which I do every week, the Fantasy Baseball Confidential. I review the week before, and I look to the week ahead. And Hunter Green had pointed to this guy on two home runs, which was odd because the home runs are down. So what are you to make of all this? I mean, follow the numbers for now. But the big stat I take away from this was what I heard on the Mets broadcast this week. And this is where not just looking at box scores, but actually watching games for a little bit when you can, can help you because they do dig into these nuggets that will be useful. And last Sunday was the first time that there was more steals than home runs for the entire day since 2017, 2018. It's been four years. So that's a telltale sign. 15 games, 14 homers that day. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and I don't like it. I like the slugfest. I don't, I liked happy fun ball. You know, I'll deal with that at least, but you know, I, I hate taking away scoring. I, I just, I think it's hard enough to hit, you know, hitting a baseball is like a, a, a 95 mile an hour face, uh, pitch face uh, fastball is ridiculously hard. It is one of the hardest things to do in sports. And sure. now they're making it harder. Now that you don't even get the value of the ball carrying it. I think I saw with uh, barrels, balls flying seven feet shorter. Uh, it's just, that's, that's a lot. That's an, that is, that is noticeable. The only thing I'll say, and I'm sure you would agree, is that you know, it's only April here and it's early in the season where offense will not be where it is in the summer. It's a, historically the ball flies farther in summertime and the weather. So let's see what happens because last year it was really tough. Mm-hmm. And then they got rid of the gunk. Yep. And then maybe the ball changed. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it did. And then there was much more offense in the second half. So who can say? But we can only go off of what we have right now. I would adjust accordingly and try to maybe get some of the better bats that you can. If it's going to be like this for a while, you want to have an offensive edge. Because it seems like pitching is 
I said this preseason, I didn't predict the offense to be reduced at all. I just thought starting pitching depth was so deep this year in, in all my drafts. So that still seems to be the case right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, James Anderson asked me this on the, the XM show uh, yesterday. I'll ask you the question. Knowing what we know now, two, two plus weeks into the season, what would you change? If you knew like the ball was going to behave like this, how would you change your draft? That's a great question. Right on the spot, I will tell you that steals are up. So I wouldn't have made such a priority with some of the super steals guys, mm-hmm. like an Alberto Mondesi, for example. I would have Isaiah Kiner Falefa is playing all the time, fairly regularly, and he's stealing bags. That's a great that's a he guy I could have got game this week. Yep. Exactly. There's been a few, several actually double steals efforts by a lot of different players. And with the rosters also being beefier early on, because they're not making cuts until May 1st, uh, which is something we already knew. So you could have made an adjustment for that. I grant you. But uh, I think, uh, I think I want to focus more on the big boppers because they're, we always took power for granted. Uh, you listen to any podcast, yeah. any show about fantasy baseball. Oh, power is always there later. That's the thing you can always get later. But that seems to not only change now, but even last year a bit, it seemed to be changing a bit. And now I wish, if I had to do it over, I would have took a guy, Eloy Jimenez is hurt, for example, but a guy like him I might have bumped up a bit more. Yep. Somebody with tons of power. Framil Reyes is a guy, He's I know he's struggling early on, but uh, that's the kind of guy I would have bumped up more. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, even early, like Freddie Freeman slips to the end of the second round because he doesn't run. You know, Rafael Devers slips to the second round because he doesn't run. It's the old Arenado problem. You know, when Arenado was in cores, he was, you know, four categories. He just didn't run. But do you really take him at five because you're passing up on steals? Yes, you do. I guess that's the answer there. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, I, James had the same answer. So it's funny. Uh, you know, guys, I, even the same person that you cited, Eloy Jimenez, is a perfect example of that. You know, as, as someone that, you know, is that would, would benefit. Now, granted, like you said, he, he's hurt. He did play today. Fran Mill Reyes hit his first homer today. We're making progress there. Woo! Uh, that Cleveland offense is dynamite. Yeah, dynamite offense over there, huh? Well, they've really changed the script there. It's so funny that uh, they just swept the White Sox. Uh, they, I didn't see that <laughs> Dallas coming. Dallas Keuchel. Oh, Dallas Keuchel. Oh. Uh, you, Darvish, and Dallas Keuchel so far. Two absolute disaster zone starts that just destroyed ERAs and whips. But really hard to come over, overcome a nine-earn run effort by Darvish, and then Keuchel giving up seven earn himself. That's tough. Yeah, and at least Darvish, you can counter that with two decent outings, some strikeouts here and there. Keiko, you don't get that categories. I, I ran the Keiko train last year, so I I, I got cured of that. And You're, I'm a lot of tra- to- You're running a lot of trains. <laughs> yeah, no, I played all said- leagues. Yeah, there you go. But uh, brutal, brutal. Uh, just you get that outing, and just it's so hard to recover from that. It takes a while, especially when every other pitcher is throwing shutouts. Daniel Lynch throwing a shutout. He was Jordan terrible Lyles. his first time. Yeah. Jordan Lyles. Oh, boy. Shout out to Phil Dussault, the master. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so that that one is just – it's it's amazing uh, just to see that there and seeing that. We had 10 pitchers yesterday, went at least five innings, no runs allowed at all. Um, and, it's just, and then today we saw Kansas City, uh, Minnesota was another one nothing game. Zach, Grank, Zach Granke versus uh, Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan has had three good starts so far. Yeah, I feel really bad. I started to kind of see Joe Ryan towards the end of the draft season as a real value. I was late to the party on that, I admit freely, and now I'm I'm filled with regret on Joe Ryan. I wish I had got more shares of him because I think he is exactly who a lot of people who knew about him 
purported him to be. And also, I want to mention this. Wander Franco, I think we were really wrong about Wander Franco as the guy who's not a fantasy. There was this reduction, right? Yeah. He's not a fantasy guy so much as a great real-life player. And, oh, I, well, I know it's early. I've thousand times, yeah. Me I'm, too, I'm and I, I regret that. I completely regret that now because I what I'm seeing from him, I'm seeing the pop even in cold-weather nights at, at Wrigley Field, so I was yeah. wrong. Yeah, uh, you know, the question with him is, what again, we're so hyper-focused on speed. Is he going to run? He had sprint speed, but was he going to run? Was he going to steal? Because those are two obviously two different things. He has one bag so far. He has one homer so far. He's hitting 392. Man, love that bat control. Yes. He looks so – he's 21 still? I mean, he looks like a pro. He is such a veteran presence at such a young age. And when you see that, sometimes the eye test does tell you things. I know we're we're drowning in data, so we have plenty of data. But I look at him, and I'm like, you know what? That guy is a top 20 player, hands down. Yeah. Would you do anything different on the pitching side, knowing what we know now? I don't I don't think so. I, in the main event, I took two hitters right off the bat. And I don't regret that at all now because of all the available pitching. It you were seems to be thirteenth, right? I fourteenth. Uh, yeah, I was fourteenth. Fourteenth yep. next to Spore. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, a lot of chatter in that draft. <laughs> you had a lot. You had the fun kid, uh, fun kids table there. Uh, who did you go with the two, your two hitters? Uh, right off the bat, I went with Ozzy Albies, and then Mike Trout was still there when it came back around. Yeah. So I said, you know what, this guy. I know the injuries are always going to be there, and we're worried about the steel reduction. And, of course, he got hit by a pitch, which is just, <laughs> it just exploded the anti-Trouters. Hey, I told you so. Look at that. But he got hit by a pitch. It can happen to anyone. Relax, okay? Tomorrow, too. He, yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm pleased with taking Albies and Trout. I don't, I wouldn't really change that at all because I knew that I took Darvish as my number one. And then I had Freddie Peralta as my co-number one. Peralta's been rough. That's been unfortunate. And he's pitching in Philadelphia tomorrow, which is not like they kind of gave him some more time off. I'm like, are we really going to Philadelphia to get Freddie Peralta right? I was hoping maybe they could get him in against Pittsburgh at home, and that didn't happen. Yeah, bummer. Uh, That's absolutely a bummer. I have a little bit of Freddie Peralta in my life, too, and used him in uh, Tout Tout Daily on Friday last week. That was not smart. Um, So I could have gone. There was like two other aces, and I went with the wrong one, so. Shame on yeah. me. It but happens. So it goes. Uh, but I wouldn't yeah. change anything, really. I, I kind of like what I ended up doing, and nothing really stands out like, oh, I've, I wish I had done A or B. I, I don't think so in that draft, anyways. Well, you're off to a good start. You're second in the league. You're top 100 so far. I mean, that's that you, you've, you've gotten off. You haven't haven't spiked yourself, so it's a good start. <laughs> and I had uh, you, Darvish. I had you, Darvish, so that's – thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, see, it's recoverable. You can recover from that. That's true. Um, you have. I, I know you. You were tweeting about saves. I know. I think you've got Barlow uh, as one of your closers, and but you picked up Daniel Bard, and that's been massive. A total shout out to Greg Jewett and Reliever Recon. Those guys are doing great work over there. Daily charts. I I fully credit them with leading me on to Bard there at the very end of spring training. So once I saw that they were liking him, and they gave some reasons for that. He was still throwing hard. He throws he throws nasty stuff. He's 36, I know. He seems like he's so old, and he had a rough 2021. 20, but there was nobody that was going to really usurp him in that pen. That was the other thing, too. Who was around him to take away? Alex Colomay, he's he's just as old, and I, I just don't trust him as much. Yeah. Robert Stevenson, your old pal from Cincinnati? Hey, Robert Stevenson's going to take over there, that job. That didn't happen. It was happen. like some January buzz on Stevenson. I remember that. Ever I so drafted briefly. him once. Yeah. I drafted him once as a closer in one of my first drafts in January. I'm like, he's going to do it. It's finally going to happen. But yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Bard's the guy there, and I, I, I picked him up everywhere and drafted him everywhere late in drafts. So that has been, a, even I'm surprised, five saves or so already. It's like, wow, what a gift already. That's a big boost. Yeah, he and David Robertson, massive if you got one of those two. I yep. have Robertson. I picked him up in um, one of my two mains and a couple other places. I was asleep on Robertson until about mid-March, and I saw uh, you know, some positive reports coming out of Cubs camp and you know, just – you could see that they didn't want to give the uh, job to Rowan Wick. So that that encouraged me to do that. Uh, Givens did get a save in Colorado, one of those saves. So it's still not done there, but I do like Robertson. Yeah, I got to tell you, I thought it was Givens. I was completely wrong. I mean, it wasn't completely wrong. I just thought Givens would slide into that role because they paid him a good amount, $5 million salary. But uh, Robertson's been the guy, and if he's healthy, he'll probably yeah. – maintain that job but will he stay healthy that's always been the question mark right with good old on well, givens Robinson. is good sarah sanchez was on last week and we we're talking about givens and how his Love stuff Sarah. Is good and uh, that she she was great uh and makes me and i did pick up givens in one other league where i'm just i'm dying for saves the other main uh where i'm fighting the i got both kansas city relievers active this week i've got barlow and stallman active so yay two saves those are my only two saves all year though <laughs> yeah barlow I took as my first closer in the main event and yep. I kind of, I really thought that Matheny was going to stick with him as his guy, but his velo was down and Stolman has looked really good in spring training and coming into the season. And he's been given that opportunity, but I don't, just as I thought Stolmont was the guy, then Barlow came in for the save the day after. And it's just going to be a back and forth affair. I thought Matheny was more of a one take kind of guy but what i learned also from reliever recon is that they say Matheny is just going to go with what he's feeling at the time so i wish yeah. maybe i had gone elsewhere to a different bullpen and not locked in on barlow as a closer that i could really rely on when there was other guys later like robertson which wait, wait, i couldn't have predicted either but you know that's a game you play that's why people said take josh Hader, take liam Hendricks early those guys are always going to be closing and you don't have to worry about it yeah well and where you were sitting I mean, at, at set, pick 17, that's tough to commit to that. That's really exactly. tough. And you know you're not going to get them at 44. Yep. Yeah. Was Now, were, was Iglesias, Iglesias available? Was any of the other top closers available when, at the 3-4 spot for you? Yeah, at 44... I don't. I believe I could have gotten Iglesias, but, I just, but the closers were going really, really, really fast. And... Mm-hmm. <sighs> There was also a drop-off for me. I liked Rizal Iglesias over the years, but he had been, I mean, you know him as well as anybody back with his time in the Reds. And there were great moments, and then there was a ton of unreliable moments. So I, I also thought there was a gap between Iglesias and guys like Hendricks and Hayter. So that's why I went in a different direction. I was like, all right, I'm going to lock down starting pitchers. And, uh, and Xander Bogarts, who I really, really thought this year he could have an MVP season. I, I know everyone's always been chasing that and maybe I'm a fool, but the lineup is so good and he's in his prime. So I'm not, I'm not passing that down. I'm not saying that won't happen either, but uh, yeah, that was my focus. I'm fine on. with Bogarts there. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Uh, I, and he's been fine. Had a, and I know he had a double tonight, today against Romano to actually get the uh, one RBI, I think, or one of the two RBIs there, but you know, he's fine. He's just not going well, actually- that much anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. Actually, Iglesias, Class A, and Edwin Diaz all went right before that Bogarts pick at 44. So Okay, so you didn't even that have a shot with those guys, yeah. I could have had a roll this Chapman, but I passed on that. Oh, I'm I'm passing on Chapman. I passed on Chapman all season long. I still, I'm st- I, 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 that's, that was my fade. That was my closer fade. And mm. he, he, he hasn't allowed any hits, but he's walked, or I think like maybe one hit, but 
He's walked a ton of guys. I'm still, and that was the walks that scared me away with Chapman too. Plus it's a walk year. Yeah. After the constant, constant frustration with him last year, it got really bad. It was boiling point and they have a lot of arms. They like in their pen. So I could see why you'd fade him. I just, I still think they try to rely on him because they put a lot into him. They still want to try to get the, as many saves as possible as they can out of him. And, uh, sure. right now it's shaky it is it could go either way at this point so if i'm not saying you're wrong and i'm not saying that i because I, I drafted a role this in a couple of the leagues thinking all right it's a little later i can get him and i still think that he can return a 30 safe season quite easily but uh you know he, he got right against my tigers doesn't mean he's gonna stay right at all so yeah yeah exactly um i yeah I, i'm happy to be wrong about him but uh, he won't be on my roster. Um, maybe I'll trade for him later on in the, like Tout Wars or something like that if I need it. But oh. as I'm waiting for Presley to come back in that league. But, uh, you know, otherwise, no. I'm, I'm, pro- I, I'm happy to be without him this year. I'm also happy to play the closer roulette game. And some people wanted to just avoid it by taking the elite players. But if mm-hmm. I, that's the work. That's part of the grind of a fantasy baseball season. I like doing that. I like going through the wires and making fab bids and trying to get the value. I think that's how you can usurp some opportunities away from other people and boost your points by making the right calls. You're not going to get them all right, but that's part of the fun. And I like doing that digging. I do, too. My problem, though, is I play in too many leagues. And that, 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 that's a problem that it's a me problem. Cause I'm fully in control of that problem, by the way, too. Uh, yeah. And yet here we are, I've got like 17 to 20 leagues every year and probably about 12 of them are fab leagues, not 10 of those on Sunday night. And yeah, I, I it just, you, you, it takes a certain amount of time to do it right. And when you have that many leagues, it's just impossible to do them all properly. Yeah, well, I feel you there. <laughs> I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. The more people ask me to join, hey, let's do this. We want to do this. And you got, you got to say no. You got to start saying no at a certain point because you're just going to hurt the integrity of the league and yourself. Yeah, yeah. As the Palazzo podcast expands its broad uh, reach, uh, you're going to get act- asked more leagues. You're now showing up at the NFBC in Vegas. You made it to first pitch Arizona. Your presence, you got a bigger footprint now. It's pretty cool. It's. I mean, I've loved most of it. I've learned so much from everybody and, uh, you know, there's also people who don't like you and they're going to be like, you know what? You don't know Jack squat. And that's okay. Some people aren't, you're not going to please everybody. When I was a teacher, I used to say, Hey, if I can get 75% of the room, I'll take it. So that's fine by me. Yeah. And I think you get, you get like 98% of the room, I imagine. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. With the exception of one commenter today, uh, I think we're, we're doing pretty good, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. Kent doesn't like me. I, I'm sorry, Kent. I'll, I'll do better. I'm, I need to come up with more of my own opinions, and I promise that I will continue that pursuit. Yeah, It's a guarantee. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, quick note from our friends at Vivid Seats. Baseball is back. That's right. An entire glorious season, all 162 games. And with live events resuming, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Every backdoor slider, every round tripper, and every doubleheader can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's that easy. From behind the dugout to the upper level. Vivid Seats has you covered for all the games that matter to you. Pro tip, buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free ticket even faster. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. I actually used it to go see the Dodgers Reds game and see Hunter Green in person on Saturday. That was pretty awesome. So that must have uh, been amazing. It was. It was 39 pitches, 100 miles an hour or more, and of among his 80. It was totally worth it. 
Yes, a bonkers. That guy's so exciting, and I can't believe that he got called up, too. That's been what's one of the great bonuses of this season is all these rookies that got an actual start right away. It's been a real boon, a real positive for the sport, I think. Yeah, uh, that's about, yeah. It, it does not apply to Pittsburgh uh, with O'Neill Cruz, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to Pittsburgh. So. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, any of these struggling guys, are you worried about long-term? Or for the most part, are you convinced that they're going to be who they're going to be eventually? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so early. I don't want to make any proclamations. Uh, it would just be unfair, I think. I, we know that Witt could strike out a lot. That was always part of the game. And Julio Rodriguez is still developing. So they gave him, he was crushing it in spring. So was Kyle Higashioka. He was crushing it in spring, and then that went away. So yeah, yeah. Cody Bellinger was terrible in spring, and now he looks like, oh, maybe he still is pretty good. What do you know? So it's so, it's so early here. It's April 21st, 2022. I, I would be patient and wait it out. But I think if I would rather have one or the other, Witt or Rodriguez, I think I'd still rather have Witt because. The Mariners have playoff aspirations, and they might pull the plug on Rodriguez before the Royals will pull the plug on Witt, if you're looking at the context of the situation. I'd agree. Um, I'd agree with that for sure, especially because Witt, they kind of played that game last year. Do we call him up or not? Now they're kind of locked in. I think it's to go. Kyle Lewis is coming back at some point from the Mariners. They have an inflection point, which they have cover to send them down. Although I think you look at like exit velocity, you look at the stolen bases. There's little things with J rod that made me think we're going to be okay. Still. Yeah. I, I totally believe in him as a elite talent, but if we're talking yeah. a ticking clock here, this season and redraft, uh, I'd probably have wit over Rodriguez and redraft for this year. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, wit went at, at the time, Paul Spore and right next to you took him as the min pick 4.1. <laughs> he so, did. And then the next weekend he was going in the in the or in the third round, so uh, people had to top that up. But uh, and same with J Rod, I saw him go in the forties at one point, which that blows my mind. Yeah, that was I think a little too much of the hype train. And he's still a great player, but he's got to he's got to go through the motions of struggling a bit and figuring it all out before he can really achieve his apex. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, got some news and notes. Emilio Pagan got the save for the Twins today. Mm-hmm. Buying him as the new closer? Absolutely. Now, this is where I'm going to shout out the Blazo Podcast Discord community. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys. We just had a discussion about this in the Discord that Pagan, not, and before he got the save, two days ago, somebody said, we got A, B, C, or D. Who would you rather pick up? And I said that Pagan, between the four of these guys, it was a series of borderline closers that you might get saves, might not get saves. I said Pagan was the guy who was most likely to get a save because the other guys around him just didn't have the experience, and there might not be a trust that Baldelli would have in them. So I'm very excited about Pagan being that guy, and me and Eric Cross have him in our tag team league. We do a tag team league run by Maddie Wood, and I think I have to double-check if we dropped it or not, but we were considering dropping Pagan on Sunday just because we had other closes. We We actually had a plethora of riches there, so we said, hey, Pagan, we can spare, but if you asked me two days ago... I can prove it to you now. I've got receipts, as they say, that Pagan is going to be the closer for now, and I'm glad that uh, he got that opportunity. Yeah, you've got support in the chat, too, so there you go. I like it there. Hey, Thank you, Michael. All right. all right. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, he's one yeah. of our Discorders. Thank you, Michael. You're the man. Nice. Like it. Like it a lot there. Um, yeah, we, Chu and I, uh, Tim Schuler and I uh, co-run our uh, main event teams, and we actually dropped 
Hector Neris before the Presley injury. So we're then, then we lost out on picking him back up. So it was beautiful. <laughs> uh, it just totally whips on ourselves. It was awesome. But uh, that happens too. Um, oh yeah. I've got serious closer crises and crises in other teams. So yeah, I'm with you yeah. there. That, that's the Barlow Stelmont team too. That's the two saves team. So uh. it's even worse. We kept like Ken Giles, who was hurt, and now we've cut and now we've cut him. So Seattle's a mess. Yeah, I love Paul Seawald. I love Diego Castillo. That was one of the guys that Michael mentioned with Pagan. And I said I like Castillo's stuff more than Pagan's stuff, but Pagan's opportunities would be more viable. So Yeah. And I, I meanwhile, I was on the Pagan Pagan train. Here we go with trains again. Uh in San Diego, two Woo-hoo! years running. And it's just like, nope, not this year, not touching. Because San Diego, he was still in the mix before the trade that he'd be part of San Diego's band. I'm like, nope, not doing that again. Uh, hey, hey, I was right, but I wasn't. You know, he's not part of the San Diego closing question, that's for sure. Robert Suarez, <laughs> by the way, he stabilized after that opening day disaster. He'll never close, but you know, he's he's pitched well since then. Yeah, uh, how's that to Nelson Lamette's going to be the closer thing working out? I don't think that's going to happen either. Oh, I rostered him for a while, thinking he might have a viable so, role. And, so did I. I took a couple yeah. shots late, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, still rooting for him to be a viable pitcher. He still might be, but uh, just, yeah. That 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 is that one's settled. You know, good for Rodgers. Good to see him yeah. finally be, he is the guy. He's just a really good pitcher, so I like seeing him get the role. San Francisco, Jake McGee, voila, got did get a save. I guess the season began yesterday for Gabe Kapler. Uh, you know, it's, remember his quote: "If the season begins today, Jake McGee is my closer." Well, I guess it began yesterday. <laughs> I like that. McGee's got two saves on the year, and I still like Duvall better. I watched Duvall in the uh, extra inning affair against the Mets in that doubleheader earlier yeah. this week. Woo! He got out of a jam with some nasty sliders, fro- freezing people with the back door. I loved Duvall, and I wasn't loving him until this moment. I, I have completely changed my tune. I want Duvall everywhere, and even though McGee will be like the – it'll be like the Fulmer situation, right? The, he'll get saves here and there just like many other bullpens, but I'm all about Duvall now. So Duvall created that jam himself, though, too. He hit a guy he and lost another. Uh, that's and then why the I Mets like gave him an out. That was so bad. They just they sacrificed Bunt to a guy that couldn't get through a strike. It's Buck, uh, old school Buck, man. He's got to do uh, his old school thing. Yeah, he does. He does. But <laughs> that was terrible. But, it, 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 you know, and they eventually won the game anyhow because Pete Alonso made an incredible stretch. Uh, uh, yeah, I, got, I had that screenshot for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> his face looks awesome. so funny. Ooh, that was yeah. great. Yeah, that was an exciting day of baseball, man. You think it's early? It really was. An early afternoon, double header on a weekday. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, and I sometimes I hate it when two teams that both have good TV booths are playing each other. Because then you have to decide between which one. I like the Mets and I like the Giants crews. Love type. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. And the calls now with the umpires doing the NFL style challenge announcements that changed. That made that moment where Alonzo got the yep, overturned yep, yep. call way more intense. It was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that, that was great. By the way, Frankie Lindor off to a great start. Hit his fourth homer today. He, year two in the Mets uniform, much different than year one so far. He's back. Yeah, I think yeah. he's back now. I, I, I gave him some crap during that game, actually, because of the first inning, Cobb. And that's the other thing. Alex Cobb got hurt, had to leave that game. Uh, he struck him out on an inside corner fastball that he whiffed at. And I'm like, oh, boy, he couldn't get around on that fastball? But then he made me heat my words because he was great the rest of that day. Yeah, he, he was. And, you know, our friends uh, Rick Wolf, Glenn Colton, have always said one of their rules of engagement is, Go year two on the big contract guy, not year one, not the year where you sign the big contract or the big trade or, uh, you know, new location, you know, avoid that, especially with the guy. It's his first big 
contract too, as the case was with Lindor. Yeah, smart. I like that. Yeah, I, I've been try. I've been uh, more aware of that. I should say more cognizant of that going forward here. So I've got that going for us. Uh, quick question from Michael. He wants to follow up. Uh, you called Pagan. What about Boston? What do you think? Uh, he, and he follows up. Cora wants it to be Barnes, but I'm convinced it's going to be Robles. What say you? Well, my actions state that I think it's going to be Whitlock. And I can't tell you how excited I was for him to get that first save against the Blue Jays the other day. It was the most exciting moment because one of the core strategies of a lot of my drafts was drafting Whitlock as eventual closer. And I didn't think he would close right away. I've always said this. But eventually, they would just realize that this is where this guy needs to be. You can't trust Matt Barnes. Hansel Robles is a journeyman. He's been decent at times, but he's also been fallible. And I was really worried when Whitlock made that catch to get the out at first. He was covering first base, and it looked like he might have popped his knee, but he was okay, stayed in, finished the game. I'm saying it's Whitlock, but I just I, I can't give you a date. It'd be a lie. It'd be it's unfair be of me to say. Yeah, yeah it might. Because he's starting Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> That's part of the problem here. But yeah. I mean, he'll probably go a couple innings. And he's, he's an opener. He's a closer. He's a part-time starter. I, he's all over the place. So I guess if you want me to pick someone besides Whitlock, I might, I probably, I might go Robles. I, I might go Robles. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I want to talk about your podcast and the song parodies you do and everything else, but quick, uh, we got to play a couple ads from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, we are on the Blue Wire Network and we're happy to do that there. So we always play a couple of their ads. So thanks for you listening. For those of you listening live, you didn't have to hear them. So, all right. Your, your presence is growing and growing. The Palazzo podcast is gaining all sorts of momentum and it's great. I love it. You've got a Patreon podcast where you do a lot of your song parodies. The latest being Hype Train. Uh, I love that one. It, it's great. I think we did a uh, parody last time too. I had you on. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Say goodbye to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, that it, it's, you have a lot of fun doing that. I love how creative you are. And it's something different than everybody else does. I'm not sure there's a question there, but speak about your parodies. Thank you very much, Jeff. You're very kind to me, and I appreciate that. You've always been a supporter, and you know, you're you speak for yourself. You're a legend in this biz. So I love getting the chance to come on the show and have fun with this stuff too. You know, I lot and at, I work at fan tracks. I write in articles here and there when I can. And my editor gave me a great compliment the other day, not to toot my own own horn too much, but he said, I love how you you know, inflect your personality in your writing. A lot of people take things very seriously. And, you know, this is, you know, you should take it seriously. When there's money, Skrilla, at stake, you want to make sure that you are getting the most out of every opportunity. I get that, but I also want to have fun. And people might think I don't know what I'm doing because I I could be a bozo and I'm silly and I do these songs, like you said. I loved, a hype train was actually an idea from somebody in the Discord. Someone said, you should do hype train to Night Train by Guns N' Roses. So I said, okay, let me get on that. So that's how that came to fruition. People, I don't just come up with them myself. A lot of times people give me an idea from Twitter or from the Discord and I'll go to work and see if I can make it happen. And I just think it's fun. I, I love singing too. I always have. I think we talked about music a little bit last time we were on the show together. And mm -hmm. I love music. I love all of that aspect. I love fantasy baseball. I love connecting with people. And you put all that together, I'm I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful. I will mention this, Jeff, because the last time I was on this show, somebody reached out to me and said how grateful they were that I mentioned it, that I had in recovery from opioid use, you know, almost five years. And so I'm just going to remind people again that, hey, life can go on. There's a better way forward. And that's why I'm more grateful than ever, because, you know, my life wasn't always so great, but I figured it out and I'm very happy and healthy and really grateful to be where I am today. So just remember that if you're hearing this or Absolutely. watching this. And I love hearing that too. I think that's fantastic. And had I heard hype train during Fabapalooza a few years back, I might not have bet on bid 300 of my fab dollars on Nikki Lopez. I would have learned uh, from that there. But. I don't know about that, but yeah, they, you might've at least thought about it for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do love hearing success stories like that. Um, 
I love that you're getting to know more of the people in the industry. It's a great industry. It's community. I think that's the better word for it there. I've made my living doing this for the last 20 plus years and I'm forever grateful for that. So I just, I'm happy other people are getting to share in that success too. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I look to you as the model and hopefully one day I could be sitting where you're sitting doing, I want to do this for a career. I love doing it. I love talking about it. I, if I didn't have anything to offer, I would walk away, but I think I have something to offer and I'm going to keep grinding and see where it takes me. But I've met so many people. It's not an exaggeration. It's so true. So many people I have met through this, through Twitter, through going to Vegas, going to first pitch, like Jeff mentioned, and you know, COVID delayed a lot of my initial start because I got my start in January 2020, right before COVID hit. So yep. now we're making up for lost time and I'm making so many connections. And that's why if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, hit me up on Twitter at MJ Govier. I want to I want to connect with you. I want to I want to give that start to somebody else or just be able to lift up anybody that I can who has something to offer, no matter what it is. I, I want to be able to do that, not because it's about me and my ego, but just because other people have done it for me and I want to pay it forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to be the young guy in the industry. Now it, we see you and a bunch of other guys at first pitch at, at, at uh, the NFBC. I mean, I'm 41, great. man. I mean, slow down. I'm not I'm that 50, young. So I still got you. But we're not uh, that far off. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were in your 30s. I thought you. No, I, I got low 30s out of you. So that's I'll good. be 42 in August, man. So here we Very go. Good. Very good. I like that. There. Still younger, half generation. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, go win your softball game. Thanks for joining me today. Double header for you tonight. I I want to hear good things. Uh, My big position? debut. Where do you New play? team. Well, they want me to play third tonight because they need a third baseman. I'm brand new to this team. I'm a free agent off-season acquisition. So, oh. uh, Third's not my specialty. I admit that freely. It's a really terrifying position at softball. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, You're right there. It's beyond the hot corner. It's like the frightening corner, but uh, yeah. I'll do what I have to do. So. All right. Very good. Well, good luck. Have some fun, and thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Jeff. It's been a real pleasure. My, my pleasure as well. Michael Govier, everybody. MJ Govier on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast, Fan Tracks, uh, lots of good places you can find him. See, you see it right there. Go, uh, you know, patronize his Patreon, and uh, we will uh, be, we'll revisit him in football season as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.